With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi and welcome back to your first ever Nina Kowser show of the season. I'm so excited. Keep it locked right here for the best analysis, the best guests, the best callers. It's a live show. And you know what? Where else are you going to go for name butchering, messing up of stats and facts? you got to keep it here on the Nina Kowser show. The only unique show. And today, kicking things off, Liverpool start as they mean to go on. It, it, it was 4-1 against newly promoted Norwich. Um, plenty of talking points, plenty of madness in that game. And to join me on this podcast, my first one to walk me through, because I have had a bit of an off season. I've been working on, you know, the James Milner body. Um, a bit rusty on the podcasting. I am delighted to be joined by the podfather himself, Gags Tandon. Gags, how are you? James Milner's body. So you want to be in there? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's Bruce Lee. Sometimes it's James Milner. What the ba- hell? Basically, I've been working really hard on my fitness, and I'll quite happily settle for Bruce Lee, James Milner, or J Lo, or Sam Hayak body. I am not fussy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And any of the names you want to mention? Anyway, let's move on. It's very nice to be here on the first call-in show of the year. Of the season, uh, even. I know, first one of the season. And you know what, guys? It's just been brought to my attention after podcasting for so long that I shout and I talk really loud on the mic. So if you've gone deaf whilst listening to me, I apologise, but don't see me. It's not my fault. I will t- I'll try. I'll try whispering. I'll no, talk worse. like this. No, that's worse. <laughs> don't. Don't. Anyway, you know what? I'm not that strong and I'm not that strong and steady. It's not just Gags Tandon. I have the awesome, awesome host of many shows, Andy Wales. He hosts pretty much everything. Like, I've pretty much given up. The man deserves a scroll. Andy, welcome back. Hello, Nina. I've been working on uh, my dad bod over the summer and I'm working my way through various different beers in order to achieve it. I love it. You know what? It sounds like you've got the better fitness plan. See, bulking up is not a problem for me. You're on the you're on the right you're on the right you're on the right steps there. I am dying. But anyway, guys, this was a game. It was the first one back. I want to get your thoughts on this. And Andy, I'll come to you first. Of course, first game back. We didn't have the best preseason. We didn't really make signings per se, like big signings. Um, newly promoted team. How did you feel that went? Just your initial thoughts. It's job done, isn't it? Bottom line, it's job done. We got the points. That's what we wanted. We got we got some goals. A very sketchy performance, though, and I've got concerns defensively how we look at the moment. But yeah, it's it's early season, a little bit rusty. Hopefully, 
we get better as we go along. But um, some encouraging signs, some worrying signs, but three points in the bag. Absolutely. And how about yourself, Gags? I know you did the preview and stuff, and I know you had some concerns and things, but how do you think that panned out? I think we spoke at halftime as well. Like It was a bit of a madness first half, but your initial thoughts before we go to our first caller. Yeah, crazy, crazy game, really. First up at Anfield, um, you, you go up 4-0 halftime, you, you're always thinking, wow, that's pretty amazing. People are texting me, wow, this is amazing. But I think there's a lot of context that people miss in the game. And I think uh, Norwich really started well, to be honest. And obviously, they're a very naive team. They've just come up from a championship. Their manager wants to play good football. They did manage to play good football. Uh, unfortunately, though, um, you know, they, they, you know, Alison made some good saves, even though one was offside, and then, and then we caught them, and I think it was ruthless Liverpool more than anything. Um, that that really, really battered them. I think that was the beauty. We, when you come up against a team like us now, you have to be good everywhere to beat us or to get something from us. If you're if you're lapsed at the back, we will just gobble it up. We'll gobble it up, and we gobbled up Norwich today uh, without even playing our best. So uh, we'll go. We'll go on to that a bit more in depth um, as we as we go on. Of course. I mean, as for me as well, um, I was quite intrigued as well. I don't really use a preseason as a barometer of anything. I just see them as like warming up games. But you know, obviously the lack of signings and stuff. I, I think you know a lot of people did want some strength and depth. But as a whole, um, great to have the season kicked off. And uh, you know, the first season, like you said, was pretty mad. Um, you know, some some goals coming from everywhere. But, uh, of course, we'll talk about the second half and, you know, some of the key talking points. But, you know what? This is a live calling show. We are live on Discord. So, thank you and a massive shout-out to everyone that's joining us. And, yes, I did do a bit of, you know, random shit by whispering and stuff. Um, It might be a new feature on, on the podcast just to save your eardrums. So, I hope you appreciate that. But our first caller is someone who's regular on Discord and obviously a subscriber as well. So, it's my first one of the season so you know rolling out the red carpet it is nick also known as discord his username is g's on toast welcome back nick hello how's it going it's going good sir um please do share your thoughts and your opinions and how are you feeling oh i'm, I'm feeling really good actually um i thought the first game back i thought it was overall a, a pretty good game um not as one-sided as we might have liked especially the second half but Overall, it was it was a good start to the season, I think. Absolutely. And what were your sort of key talking points or takeaways? What would you like to um, discuss with Gags and Andy? Because um, I've you know I've picked two amazing guests for you there, so you're going to pick their brains. Okay. Well, it's, it's got to be all about Divock, hasn't it? You know, whoever questions that Divi couldn't fill in in the front three, you know, as a, as the Norwich um. As a Norwich fan, Delia Smith might say, "Where are you? Where are you?" Let's be having you. Let's I'm be having you. Yeah, because you know, did you see the look... start with Alan Hansen? Oh, yeah, she looked, yeah, she didn't look too pleased, did she? <laughs> she did when the goal went in, and Alan Hansen just kind of smirked at her, like bless. So, but yeah, no, I thought I thought Divid did really well today. You know, he he created the goal. Obviously, I mean, it was an own goal, but he got into the position and chucked the ball in, and uh, and caused that, and then. And then his goal, where he, he split the defenders and ran in. Um, it's some. It, I think he used because he's a bit of a bigger guy and he's more of a unit than the other three than, than Bobby, Salah, and Money. Uh, so he used his presence in the box a little bit better by by splitting the defenders, running into the space, and just nodding at home. And you know, it's fantastic. And I think he, he brings a little bit of a a different 
uh, a, a little bit of a different element to the front three that that we don't see from 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 the normal front three because because he is a bit of a bigger guy and he's a bit more powerful, so he he can do that kind of thing. So maybe that's a weapon we can use for the season. You know, use his head um, just to muscle in and, and score some of these little balls into the box like crosses and stuff. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, um, Gads, I'm going to come to you first on this. Let's talk about, you know, the the cult hero, the icon himself, Divock Origi. I mean, I think we did establish that um, he's better out on wide because he likes to run and dribble with the ball. I thought certainly in the, I thought he, he really imposed himself really well in the game. I thought certainly in the first half, I felt like Norwich really struggled down the left-hand side with, with him and... Um, and of course, you know, he, he put in like a pretty much a, a random cross that turned into a, an own goal and of course scored, scored a goal as well. But I want to get your thoughts on, on him because I felt like against Norwich and a team like Norwich, it was pretty easy for him. Yeah, that's the key. It was very easy for, um, for Div to make any sort of judgment really after one game. But um, great for his confidence though. Oh man, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, you know, the, 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 that run that he made in between the defenders is something that we've been asking for him to do for a long time. He doesn't do, doesn't do shit like that normally. He's, he's always static or not making that run or just in the right place at the right time to score a tap in. But that needed something from him to get into that position and finish it, which was great. But it was Norwich who, as you could see in the game, were, were really all over the show in that, in that game. They were, they were just ricocheting balls off of each other into our players' paths to score goals, shit like that, just leaving people unmarked, not, not switched on. They were a bit like us really at the back, but the difference is, is the players that we have, like Trent and stuff to create those type of chances. Mo and Bobby were just on fire. Uh, but Divock, I still think he's got a lot to prove. I still think, um, you know he's got a long way to go. That's what that's that was was that the only shot he had in that game. So it's what seven shots, seven goals now since last season. Mate, impeccable so. stats. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's gonna end at some point, right? So it's not. It's like um, it's crazy. It's 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 crazy that he's he is that way. Um, I just I don't like you said. It's Norwich. So really, can you? go into like you know in-depth analysis on this one yeah maybe the dross is the is is where he's got to play these type of games is where he's got to play you saw the difference when Mane came on he was in three four times without even breaking a sweat you know whereas it feels like it's hard work for 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 Divi it feels like it's not as you know um, fluid, know. fluid, yeah, yeah, it's not, natural. It's, it's, it's not natural, is it at all for him? Mm. But um, all you can say is that he, he fucking, fucking tries, yeah, and, and he, he fucking tries. Scores. How do you, how <laughs> do you complain? I mean, I, it's very hard to complain, but we have to say yeah. we can. We can have you know, he's had one shot, one goal, one on target. Like <laughs> he's, one had, he's had chance. one shot. He's had one shot and scored two goals, really, because. You know, yeah, with the cross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, un- it's, it's unreal. Out. It's honestly, it's unreal. It, I, there's nothing more I want than Divi to continue this run for the whole season because something special will happen if that happens. Honestly, it's not even a. That's I'm happy for him. I really want him to do it. Mm. But if you ask me about quality and play, then you see the drop between him and Mane. Yeah, he's scoring the goals, but if Mane gets fit and starts. You'll see the the difference that that Norwich team in that first half that probably would have been seven or eight nil if Mane started. That's how that's the difference, you know. Like 
he he came on and Harry was sprinting about and just in their face. I know they were a bit tired, but he just looked a, a level above. And I just think, I just honestly, I think there is a big drop with Divi. Doesn't matter whatever we say, he's he is did his job today. He was brilliant. Um, it was Norwich though. Of course, and um, I'm going to come to Andy now. I mean, I, I'm sure you've heard what Gag said there, Andy. I want to get your thoughts. I mean, one of my favourite side side notes on Divock, my favourite thing is when he scores, I love the fact that he looks completely gormless and he has no idea what's going on. It just literally just makes me laugh. Like, I, he literally has no idea what he's done. Um, but, of course, you know, playing with that front three today as well, and I thought, you know, the likes of, like, Mosala and, um, you know, Roberto Firmino were, like, really on it, especially, like, Roberto Firmino. He was, like, really smart. He looked really fit really alert and I think that really helps you know Divock as well I want to get your thoughts on him because you you I mean Gags has made some really good points there about you know there is a, a drop off in quality and we know that which is why we wanted another forward but I, I gotta give him a lot of credit for you know playing a game today and I know it's Norwich but he 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 was a presence he was he always is yeah he, like as was mentioned you know He's a physical unit and that makes him, you know, does make him stand out. He's different to the first choice front three in that he's so much taller. He is the physical presence that the others don't offer. But, you know, here's a stat for you. He's the leading contender for the Ballon d'Origi. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got dad jokes in early on the Nina Carriage of this season. Hey, well, here's, here's one, on, uh, one for you, actually, guys. Just on the stats that you mentioned, you're talking hmm. about, you know, how it's, how it's un- impossible that he's going to continue that run because obviously statistically that will even itself out. It, it, would you say then it, it's fair to maybe compare that to when you look back to Man United last season when they were on that incredible run under, Onigo, under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Did you but just call him was... Ronnie? That's <clears> his <throat> name put string on Nina Kalsashaw and it wasn't by me. <laughs> <laughs> you do not know how smug I look right now, people. <laughs> I'm not sure I did, but anyway. Yeah, but anyway, so they they were scoring more goals than they should have been scoring. They were conceding a lot less than statistically they should have been conceding, and and everyone was saying, "Look, it's it's great, you know, it's all well and good that the, they're doing well and all this and that, but eventually this is going to catch up and things will even themselves out." And as mm. you saw at the end of the season, they fell off a cliff because suddenly they did start conceding the goals that they should have been conceding and scoring less goals as they should have been scoring. So, you know, it, do you think that's fair, Gags, then, to look at that and think, well, you know, statistically, these things do eventually even themselves out and that, realistically, Origi is not going to continue in this vein? Yeah, I think so. I think you can say that. I think that's the expectation as well. And then sometimes these things just become these crazy... I mean, how much, how much do you expect him to play? People are expecting him to play 2000 minutes. And so that's like 19, 20, 19, you know, that's like going to be 20, 22 games or something like that. So, uh, I mean, can it, I just know, come in? It's, it's a I've, lot of games. I've got something here from Umbilical um, Boy and he's saying Origi isn't so young either. So maybe he's reached his calling. I mean, you know, that's a discussion point in the chat box there. And, um, Actually, gee, uh, Nick's saying, Nick's got a point as well in the boxing world. Yeah, bring him back in. Yeah, br- bring you back in, Nick. You typed yeah. it. Give me the yeah. audio version. Okay, so, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, umbilical boy there making a the point that Origi's not so young, so maybe he's reached his ceiling. But, uh, yeah, my, I'm saying that, like, well, Origi's 24, and I think Bobby joined us at about the age of 23, 24. And, uh, you know, Bobby's obviously improved a hell of a lot since. He's gone from being 
you know, in the eighth team in in the in the Bundesliga to be in the European champion in the last three years. So, and Copa America champion. Okay, well, I throw that one in there as well. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely got room for improvement. I think. Yeah, but do you think that's largely down to the fact that Roberto Firmino was pretty much brought in to be a first team starter, even though he had like a bit of a stinker under Brendan Rodgers because playing him out of position. As for it might be a little bit more difficult to maybe like a Divock Origi who might have a bit of a stop-start kind of um, career at Liverpool. Yeah, I think Origi, I think Origi's best chances this year now. He's going to get a lot of games. And you know what we say, when you play loads of games, we play regularly a couple of times a month, maybe three times a month if we're going to be resting players. This is, this is where he's got to take his chance. This is where he's got to prove it, you know, to everybody that he's here to stay. And it doesn't matter if he doesn't score every shot, you know. I mean, that well, it's freaky what's going on right now, but one shot from a left-sided forward in a game against Norwich is, is not much at all, you know. That's something that we, when you see Mane come in, it's going to be five, six, four, three, four, five, you know, six shots. And that's the difference. That's where you're going to start getting that different threat. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, things will change. Things will be better. So he's got to up his game. He has, and there's another little message there by some uh, one of our Saki. subscribers called Tasaki. Hey, Saki. Saki. Okay, Saki, and he wants to know when will Brewster be ready. That Brewster will be ready when he finishes preschool. <laughs> well, the interesting <laughs> thing about uh, Brewster is people wanted Brewster on the bench, but um, if you um, if you want Brewster on the bench, then where does Mane go? You know, right now, and then if once Mane's playing, where does Origi go? It's going to be so difficult. Like Lovren's not on the bench anymore. Lalana's not on the bench anymore. It's hilarious. Like the, the, there's just no room for anybody. <laughs> so we, we've got a few players back now, like Cater and Ox and these people, Shakiri. They're all taking space on the bench. Yeah, absolutely. Andy, um, any any final thoughts? Yeah, just to kind of finish up on Origi. I mean, as I had an article out on Anfield Index probably three four weeks ago now. And I mentioned, you know, look, look, Divock Origi will always have a special place in my heart for of his course. part in that run-in at the end of the season. And I think what perhaps sways things as well is is that cult hero status that he's attained by, you know, mm. just what he did and what he contributed towards us winning that European Cup that perhaps masks over some of his inadequacies on the pitch and some of the things that, you know, he's not so great at. And and it, look, without doubt, there is a there is a drop off in quality from our front three to anyone backing them up as as things stand. I I I I can't see this run continuing. I hope it does, but I can't see it. But you know, hopefully, he can still contribute, even if you know the goals aren't going in off the you know defenders' shins, and he's just getting on the end of everything, and it's all going fantastic for us. Even if them goals start to dry up, I think as long as he is able to contribute towards the team and make things happen and keep, you know, keep putting himself about and causing defenders a bit of a nightmare whenever he's on the pitch, at least if he can contribute, at least we've got something there in order for us to actually rotate a little bit and, and give some of them front three a little bit of a rest at times because there's just no way on earth that all three can play every minute of every game till the end of the season. I have to agree with you there. And I kind of am a, I've kind of decided as well that um I I think when I was really, really unsure about Divock Origi, he was kind of they were trying to like fit him in a bit more of a central, like a bit of a like a false nine. And I don't like him there. I like him at wide. 
Um, you know, I felt like that's where he kind of got a little bit of joy last season as well when, you know, he kind of got introduced a bit with, you know, with, with this team. And I definitely prefer him out wide. I think that goes without saying. I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah, absolutely. He's got the space to run. He's so mm. quick. Uh, and obviously, like we talked about, his physical attributes. He's big, he's strong, very fast. He's got little bits of skill. You know, he likes to do the little step overs and whatnot. He's far more effective in that wider area than he is centrally. So, yeah, he, he's an option. He's a squad option. And, and just like you said, hopefully this little run can continue. But even if it doesn't, let's hope he can just keep contributing in in what he does on the pitch, but he, he looks to me like he's very much a confidence player. For sure, for sure. And Nick, you know what? I'll bring you in one last time. Uh, let you, you've heard um, all the discussion. I uh, want to get your final thoughts on on Origi and then we'll move on to our next caller. Uh, okay, yeah. So I, I think that, you know, there, there's been a lot of talk, you know, before the transfer window slammed shut as it is, that we need to get in some extra cover for the front three, but... But maybe, just maybe, Divot can do it. And that's it. I like that. Positivity. Always good. Thank you yeah, so much. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's hope he does it. Yep, absolutely. Nothing more we want than the players being successful. Yep. Okay. Um. Let's move on to our next caller. We are going to go to Joe from Seattle. Joe, you there? I am here. Yay! How are you? And uh, congratulations on the new season and the three points and being on top of the league. And, you know, just we're living our best life. We can be judgmental on all the other teams this season. I want to get your thoughts, your points. Um, What would you like to discuss with the panel today? Oh, you know, everything's all good for the afternoon. Just... Wrap it up at the pub, had a liquid lunch, probably drank a little bit more than I should have. But, you know, all in all, it, it was okay. I mean, it was Norwich, so it was kind of business as usual. Um, I guess you could say it was very much business casual for the Reds. Um, you know, we looked good. We looked a little shaky in a few other places. Um, but, I mean, all in all, everything looked okay. Everything seemed to be picking up kind of where it left off last year. Um, I don't think there's anything too great to worry about. Hopefully, you know, of course, um, nothing great with Allison, um, nothing prolonged at least, but, you know, I think there's lots to discuss, but I'll let you guys take it from there. Okay. So overall, um, we have, we have a happy camper in Joe there. I mean, Andy, I'll come to you. Um, you said, you know, there were um, a few things that kind of, um, rattled you you found a bit concerning so um uh, you know let's let's talk about them <laughs> yeah it's our our, our defense um there's so many clean sheets look so solid last season and i think for periods in the uh, community shield and tonight uh, at times as well we just looked very open big wide open spaces and it just seemed way too easy to get in behind the fullbacks um, concerned about the goal as well. It's, I mean, it, it is rustiness, so it maybe is a bit harsh to be going too hard too soon on the season, and time will tell. Yeah. But um, it's, it's, it'll be incredibly yeah. harsh. You yeah. Know? But I mean, with with regards to the defense, I mean, let's talk about this. 
I mean, do, do you think it could be a case of maybe like, I don't know, of like Gomez and, you know, Virgil van Dijk kind of reacquainting themselves again, you know, because last season it was for the majority towards the end, certainly it was Matip. And of course, the commentator spoke about Matip really shouldn't have lost his place as well. I mean, do you think that could be a contributing factor and the fullbacks being, especially Trent Alexander-Arnold, I felt like he was very, um, he was very aggressive in his play. He was very forward. And I felt that, you know, that, that certainly doesn't help and maybe a lack of cover. Do, do you think maybe those were some of the contributing factors? It certainly could be. I mean, a familiarity there of um, Gomez not playing with Van Dijk for, for so long because of the injury. And Matty was excellent last season. Mm. And I'm sure he sat on the bench feeling very hard done by that he's not started the first, our first competitive game since the Champions League final in mm. which that he played. You know, it, Maybe there is a little bit of that. There is. But, you know, the the way that he left Puki to, to peel off the back of him. But my concern is probably more that the way that Trent was switching off at times defensively mm. through the game. And and as much as Gomez, I, you know, would be looked at and you say, yeah, he's probably at fault for the goal because he's letting peel off him. For me as well, Trent's got to be talking to him as his fullback that can see everything happening in front of him he's got to be shouting and telling him to be picking him up or at least coming across and covering himself so a little some little concerns there about just how open we looked at times through the game and how Norwich were able to create you know more than two or three chances against us. the you coach at youth level right yeah I think there's a I think there's some kind of a system change going on here because I, I you know, Hendo going left, uh Ginny going right, then switching and all this stuff going on. I think they're trying to do something different with the midfield with the eights. I don't know what it is yet. We'll probably have a look at it. We'll probably get Sai and Rosie to have a look at it as well. But I just I just think those guys aren't doing the same defending job that they were doing last season. They were nowhere to be seen at times first half, no, mate, with covering the fullbacks. Yeah, like, you know, once, just say Fab, but Bobby got done once. The first one, Fab and Bobby both got done by a turn. That's fine. Sometimes that happens in a game. But then nobody was anywhere. And we were in a defensive position. You know, we weren't in an attacking formation. We weren't, we weren't in that, in that transition. It was a defensive transition anyway. So we still got caught. So that's, that's poor. Then the other side of it is that, where? Why was there no cover for Trent at all any time? Because mm. this stuff wasn't over the top. This stuff mm. was just nice football passing play, no pressing, nothing. So it was that the, was more of a worry for me. Yeah, obviously, look, you need to you need to go back over it and look at it. You know, with, with the benefit of hindsight and some replays to look at it more in depth. But it seemed to me like they kept overloading the wide areas, like the space was there and they were overloading that. And uh, do you, what you you think oh, potentially mate. that where? Our eights were covering that space with the fullbacks that perhaps they're not covering that space now. Are, are they staying more central, blocking off and forcing teams to go around us? I thought in the first half, though, I thought our fullbacks were, and you know, just our wide players were quite problematic for Norwich, in my opinion. I felt like all this seemed to happen second half. That's how it felt to me. Of course, we've mm. seen the game once. We've literally just finished the game. We've come on here to do a podcast. Yeah. That's how it felt to me. I felt like we were more comfortable in the wider areas in the first half. I don't know how you guys feel. I, I, th- I thought they, they they passed through us a few times quite quite simply oh, in, in the first half as well. Yeah, and yeah it, they, they weren't necessarily very dangerous situations, but they were still getting through us. 
and, and better teams might have punished us for those kind of situations. But obviously you've got to factor in that it is the opening game of the season and a lot of teams are a little bit uh, rusty and it's not necessarily, you know, a, a liar for the rest of what you're going to see. The first two, three games can be a, a little bit different to what you're going to see for the the entire season. But yeah, going forward, we looked really sharp. We looked really oh, lively. Wow. But it was them spaces that we were leaving that that we that they seemed to get through was a little bit too easily. That that is a concern for me. Even even it just being the first game. I mean, Gagsy spoke about you know uh, maybe an experimental thing there with um you know the, the eight roll and stuff, and obviously switching Hendo and Ginny. Do, do you think maybe um? We're going to see more of this as the season progresses. I know you're going to do the numbers and you'll probably do more in-depth analysis on under pressure, but do you think it could be a, it could be a personnel sort of situation as well? Maybe change up the midfield? I think at the end of the day, I don't know what's going to happen with it. It's a first game. It's so hard to make any kind of judgment, real judgment, true. right? But I think what's going to happen is it's, um, I think they might fall back to, to what they were last year in terms of very flat and defensive. Mm. I think probably may, maybe trying to be a bit expansive. And also the one beautiful thing from this is um, Norwich have probably given other teams a bit of hope in terms of attack Liverpool, please keep attacking Liverpool. And one of the things that we always hated and suffered last season was too many low blocks. If teams are going to come and play like this against us, they're going to have to press be, them. Yeah. yeah. They're going to have to be, you know, flawless. unbelievably flawless at the back. And the way that, Bobby and Mo have started, and then how Manny looked when he came on. Mm. The way them two have started, and we'll we'll talk about them next. They just they just look unplayable at times, and even a slightest mistake, they're gonna they're gonna just punish. So you, I mean, Bobby was unlucky not to score today. I thought he just so on it, so on it. This is like this is probably the best I've seen. I know he's he, we've seen him play well, but this star in the first two games, and since he came back in preseason as well. Is is something else? He just you know what I can else. I can tell he's played for Brazil this season because you know what he's come back lean. He you know usually comes back a little, you know carrying a little like he's had a really good summer. He looks sharp. Sorry, Joe said something there. What's that? So he's coming back carrying some beer weight. <laughs> he, he does. He likes his drink. Let's let's be honest. He does. He, the boy likes to party, right? That goes he's without saying. With my diet plan. Yes, <laughs> but uh, Gags is absolutely spot on. He looks so sharp. But was it were we like two or three nil up when he like quickly took that shot and um, obviously forced a, a save at a cruel? And had that gone in, I think that would have been the goal of the day. Oh, for sure. He's just. Oh. I mean, in the in the, in the charity shield, a uh, community shield. Sorry, when he did that flick over the control in the mid mid air. Brings it down, flicks it over his own head, takes two players out and volleys it. If he had just mishit that one into the, like, it would have been the goal of the, the season, like, in the bloody first curtain yeah. raiser of the season. Yeah. Like, he's, he, I mean, I think when you win stuff, you win the Champions League, you win the Cup of America, there's probably not been a more successful player at the moment, you know, um, uh, at, at the moment that, that's success, right? Alison as well, but Bobby getting that success for him, never won anything in his life. Those are the first two trophies. You're going to be beaming. You're going to have that confidence. Is this a sign of things to come of a player that now believes in himself fully? He was great before, but this could push him onto another level. And that's frightening. 
for everybody else. Because now it's a skill, talent, plus um, an end full, result in, in terms of trophies, full right? Full yeah. Confidence. Like, the, no, no inhibition, you know, like, there's no, there's nothing in his head. That's no second him. guessing, yeah. That's it. I know I'm fucking good. Mm. I know I'm successful and I'm going to kick your ass. And that's why I was hoping something would happen with Hendo as well this season, but we got plenty of time to see that. But from just the early touches of someone like Mo and but like Mo looks different as well. Like a weight's off his shoulders. Mo feels different to me. Like he's just ready to go again and just blow this league away. You know, just absolutely smash them. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's it's almost quite cruel that you've only got like one game as as like your sample test. I mean, Andy, any any thoughts on on the positivity of uh, you know the Mosala and um. And of course, uh, Roberto Firmino starting off so well. Yeah, Moore did look very sharp and lively. And, and it was, I think what Guy mentioned there as well, you know, the weight off his shoulders. He looks, yeah, he does look happier, doesn't he? I, I think last year, that whole thing of, you know, the Champions League final going off injured, obviously seemed to really affect him. <clears throat> this summer... Yeah, he's he's got a Champions League winners medal. He, he looks mm. a happy boy. He's he's scored his goal. He's um he looks very very sharp, very lively. And I thought did he well, get an assist today as well from the corner? He did, didn't he? Yes, he did. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. One season wonder, Mo Salah. I know, not bad. Three seasons in. Yes, that two goal involvements in the first game of his third season. Not bad for a one season wonder. Um, yeah, but Bobby was excellent. I I thought. As you mentioned, he just looked really, really on it. You know, last season, early, early point, early part of it, he was, he wasn't at the races, was he? You know, he, obviously, he still does the off the ball work. You know, the unselfish stuff for the team, but on the ball, it wasn't Bobby for long periods of last season, and he really, really looked, looked on it today, and and that. That really sort of encouraged me. They were the encouraging signs for me. Is is the attacking play looked yes. really really good? It it really like last year we you know the first game against West Ham it was good. Then we were a bit hit and miss in the attacking side of it for a while, but we were strong defensively. And then we started to get ourselves together and we got back on it. But we looked like we were on it from the very beginning here. And, and ironically, it's the other side of it that I'm concerned about at the moment. But um, yeah, maybe maybe I'm a bit too churlish. It's only the first game. For sure. I'm going to bring Joe into this now. Joe, um, of course, you know, we, we've spoken about the positivities. You're really happy as well, the positives from the game. Last season, we had the strikers where they were all on form at different parts of the season. This time around, two of the front three started. They look really sharp. Sadio Mane comes in, looks really sharp, really alert. Quite shocking that he's not really had an off season in terms of like he's just been constantly playing. He's not really had much of a rest, but he came on, he looked really hungry. That in itself is a positive. Um, hopefully, if the front three click together, I find that it's a quite a scary trio for anyone. I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone really seemed to kind of hit the ground running. I mean, and like Gag said, there's a different swagger with Mo. You could tell. He's, he's definitely... He almost looked Messi-esque in a sense that he's done it. He's been there. He's been to the big show. He's won the game. Mm. And he he just looks relaxed out there. I mean, and Bobby, different, completely different Bobby than we had this time last season. And it's only been one game, so it's a very small sample group that we're looking at. But 
he looked phenomenal. He was, he was, he was like a Tasmanian devil out there. He was everywhere. He was involved, his movement on the ball, off the ball. It's amazing. He didn't get that goal. Um, trying to remember at what minute it was, but he, Bobby was just in it and Sadio comes on. And from the first minute on the pitch, he's involved. He's, he's just the front three are going to be fantastic for us. And I think we're going to do a lot with them. The trick is just going to be long run. Um, I think it's just going to be making sure we don't, we don't grind these guys in the dust and, and burn them out. But from today, I mean, they, they all, they look, they look like they came from the champions league and then just walked onto the pitch ready to go again. Uh, I think we're going to see good things. Um, and it's just going to be a matter of mitigating their minutes and, you know, making sure they're staying productive. Absolutely. Well, Dell pretty much shares um, your your positivity there. He seems to he says, mark my words, we're definitely going to win the league and the Champions League double. So, you know, we've already got a, a positive person in Dell there. Just, you know, a whole season of his positivity to deal with the Nina Kaza show. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm up for it. Let's do this. Well, Joe, thank you so much for calling. Thank you very much. I will definitely try to be uh, be around more. It is a little tough being in Seattle because there is such a great time difference. But uh, mm. yeah, I love it, and I will uh, I will try to be around as much as I can, and hopefully be more awesome. involved. But uh, no, thank you very much for having me on. Thanks, Joe. Absolute pleasure. Well, that was Joe, first time caller on the Nina Casa show. So love to hear fresh voices and fresh opinions, and you know, lots and lots of positivity. But you know what, Gags. I'm going to come to you. Of course, we won 4-1, but, you know, something happened that game. And, you know, our one of our most crucial, um, you know, uh, players, Alisson, injured. I mean, talk to me about that. I think Lubo put a quote in from Klopp there. I mean, I've got to scroll up. Do you see it's this? Right, I've got one as well. The Ali situation oh, yeah. is madness. It's a calf injury. He felt as if something hit him from the back. He will not be ready for Wednesday. I can say that already. But then there's more, I think, about a strain as well which uh, it's not a strain. Uh, it's probably more than a strain. We will have to see. It does not look too good. So um, Sai thought it was a hamstring, but he couldn't rewind it on his um, TV. He was, he was, he was watching in uh, oh, oh, UHD, mm. oh, posh people. But uh, basically, um, he's, he says it's worse than a hamstring. If he, was, he was thinking it was a hamstring first, but he says if it's calf, it's worse. So that's not good news. Um, but yeah, oh dear, dear, dear. But, um, in a way people were first thinking when he went down Achilles knee, so it's better than that for sure, you know, <laughs> which is, which would have been really scary. So, um, a few people said it's karma for the echo saying what they did about, um, Sane the other day, just, you know, people have a bit of respect. Yeah. For other human beings it would be nice, you know? Yes. Umbilical boys asking, um, did Sai say whether Alison should have started, Gags? I don't think Sai raised any concerns and under pressure as much, you know, at the end of the day. I don't think he said um, in terms of the, the, the keeper would be worse, but it does, a preseason does apply to everyone. But this looks like a really freak one, man. Like, you know, um, it just, did he kick himself a little bit? Was there a bit of touch with his own leg at the back? It just looked. So innocuous. Like, that's just a freak, man. But, mm. yeah, you only get injured if you're not ready, you know. But at the end of the day, it should apply to every keep, every every player, sorry. The the, the 21 days rule of the 21 preseason, there's nowhere near that. 
Um, so you have to be worried. This is um, this is where it gets into the territory where everybody's worried about the front three because none of them are going to have this preseason and all of them are going to have this worry over their head. Every time they fall over or they go down, all of us are going to have our hands in our heads and worry because these are the type of, you know, we're a bit more educated now in terms of this stuff. On Air Pro, all, all you subscribers, all of us, we listen to the, 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 the fatigue index pod and this type of shit's, you know, it scares the crap out of us. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we should just be like everybody else and none the wiser and just be happy that they're playing and no one gives a shit. It's sometimes better not to know that these things are going to happen. You guys are walk on injuries. That's the problem. That's it well, now. You can't switch off. Because we know about this stuff, mm. we're going to be more worried about it. And it is, it is in that situation where we are now shit scared of anything happening. So, you know, I think, I think the talking point here more is Adrian over Migs. Uh, of course. I mean, Andy, I'm going to come to you. I want to get your thoughts on the Alison. Of course, you know, but um, Ad, I felt so bad for um, Adrian um, because here's the thing, right? He sits on that bench. He literally just signs on Monday. He's sat on that bench thinking, I ain't going to play this game. He probably thought he's going to be as much involved in this game as, you know, the geese are sat in block 305 in the cop. Yeah, and then, you know, he, um, Alison gets his freak injury that, you know, pretty much no one really expected or thought saw it coming. And literally is, is like, right, bang, straight out there. And, um, now, um, uh, and I don't think he's probably mentally ready for that as well. I know if you're on the bench, you should be mentally ready, but, you know, Minile pretty much had a whole season of just sat on the bench and not doing anything. I bet Minile is somewhere in, 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 in Belgium cursing. Um, his fortune right now as to what's happened. But I want to get your thoughts on uh, the Alisson injury and Adrian's involvement as well, because I think now he's going to be obviously more switched on, more alert, and knowing that he's got to take, you know, the number one slot. Well, maybe in a way it was a good thing for him that he, you know, it come out of a surprise like that, that he didn't have the time to think about it and digest it and take it in. Mm. You know, obviously moving on to a, to a massive club like Liverpool, huge opportunity potentially for him. So he hasn't had the opportunity or the time to think about that and get nervous. He was just thrust into it. There you go. It's happened all so quickly. You know, like you said, signed at the beginning of the week on the Friday night. On you go, mate. And and like Gag said, look, it did look like a bit of a freak injury. Um, hopefully it's not too serious. But, you know, th that's the thing. These things can happen. And, and obviously our fear is that if anything happens to the front threes, you know what we've got behind them, but the, the fear as well for me was watching the watching the uh, the community shield was if anything happened to Allison, us having to go through a sustained period with Minnie in goal again, and yeah, he's gone. And and you know, respect to the guy for the way that he handled himself all last year. He was a, he was the absolute model epitome. Pro. Yeah, he was. He was the epitome of a model professional last season. Uh, and I fully respect the guy, uh, you know, nice guy, intelligent fella, and good luck to him in his... In his that you know, withstanding, his... though, Andy. You know, I agree with everything. That withstanding, all of that, yes, true, true, yes. true. Yeah. He but, He was... But, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's, a bit <laughs> like, that's my specialist subject. Yeah. Bashing Mignolet is my specialist subject. Catalyst of right. doom, wasn't it? The catalyst of well, doom. I was, obviously, I was I was being, uh, being nicer to him because he was... 
look, he's he's a nice fella, he's an intelligent guy, and he handles himself but, but they're very, all nice very well. But when it comes been... down to it, yeah, but when it comes down to it, he wasn't good enough. No. Nope. Even as a fill-in, he's not good enough. And Adrian, I'd say he's a better shot stopper mm-hmm. than him, but he's the big key thing for us in our system is, you know, we don't let in typically an awful lot of shots. So decent shot stopper, better than Mignolet at that. But the key thing is he's better with the ball at his feet than than uh, Mignolet. So he's more suited to us as a fill-in. But hopefully, hopefully the the uh, the injury to um, Allison is not a serious one because he's just such a presence to us. And I think that, you know, he's such an important and integral part of that defence because, you, you know, you saw the, the upgrade to our defence with him in there last year. You know, they just feel, they just seem more confident when he's a part of that unit. So, yeah, fingers crossed it's not it's not too bad. But, um, yeah, Adrian did okay when, yeah. when he came on. Anything less than four to six weeks for Alisson is a bonus, I reckon. Anything under four to six weeks, he'll be gone for until the international break now. Until yeah, after, I was going to so say that's he doesn't. Break, yeah, so he'll be back for the Champions League, I reckon. And um, has is, anyone got the fixture list up? Sorry, I'm really. I'm don't worry, don't special. worry. It'll, be, it'll just be three. It'll be three or four games, isn't it? There's, there's, there's the Super Cup next week. Then there's yep. Southampton, Arsenal, and uh, Burnley. So he'll be missing those games. So okay. uh, at the end of the day. Um, it's he's not. Luckily, we're not playing two games a week yet. Otherwise, it would have been a massive loss, you know, like mm-hmm. six, seven games. But then there's a two-week international break in between where we have to hope that he's uh, coming back. back. Um, but yeah, uh, what else was I going to say? There was this. Adrian turns up, and he's probably thinking a whole year of, you know, a whole year of chilling out, and uh, and and not doing much. But basically. This is <laughs> he's had to come in straight away, hasn't he? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, it's got to be a big mind like thing for him, isn't it? Massive yeah. change for him. And uh, he came can in I go on a side note? I, I I kind of loved how he was introduced as well. Like all the players went up to me and away from my touchline. Um, I love the fact that you know he got that warm. Sorry, I look for really like cheese on toast kind of things. But you know the way the team just kind of all like kind of give him a high five, and also the really good reception you know from the cop and just throughout you know um, the whole um, stadium. I like things like that. You know, like it's almost like hey, you're here now. You know, there wasn't yep. that worry or anything. You know, there was just like hey, you know, we're behind you and we support you. And I thought that was a really nice touch. I hate Absolutely. this awkward side. Oh, thank you. I'm glad Gags is talking to me. I'm yeah. Sorry, do you want me to talk something? Oh, sorry, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's back. Nick was, Nick maybe, was gone maybe, where he's maybe back. It's a good, maybe it's a good sign, Nina, that he's he's uh, integrated with the squad, the squad really well and he's uh, settled in really quickly and, and people seem to like him. That's so. true. Yeah, that's but a good shout as well. Sign, mm. Okay, yeah, so... No, um, yeah, sorry, yeah, I just wanted to say about how he slammed his penalty past Everton a couple of seasons ago. You know, there's a video on Twitter of how he, you know, he approaches it, he takes off his gloves, he throws them onto the ground, he runs off and he slams at home against Everton, and that is brilliant, surely. Awesome stuff. Well, there you go. There's a, you know, another reason. I'm sure that video will be making the rounds on Twitter, and I'm sure you'll probably because I've not seen it yet, but I do. I have been living under a rock recently on social media, but I plan to get back and be good with that kind of stuff. So, guys, have we pretty much discussed Alison there? Are we good? I think so. I think it's a big miss. 
let's 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 call it what it is. It's a it's a disaster. Huge, yeah, it's a disaster start of the season for him. And um, we're just lucky. We we have to just thank our lucky stars that we don't have Minule anymore. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to be harsh, but honestly, we could have been flapping goals in or for the next four weeks with him in goal. I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. So all of you that are worried about Adrian, it would have been maybe 50 times worse for me in my head. Let's actually do goal. a quick. Let's just do a quick um, uh, vote. Actually, whilst we're all here. You're not worried about Adrian Gags, correct? He's no Allison. He's no Allison. Of course, we know this. We have second yeah. keeper who's never as good as the first. That goal yeah, but he's better than Miggs. Yes, so I, I yeah, that's what, what I'm getting at. That's that's exactly what I'm getting at. He's better than our previous second. I I second that. I'm with Gags. What about you, you Andy? Yeah, concerned that Allison's injured, but yes. a lot less concerned that it would be if it was Minulay. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I think that is pretty much flatline exactly how we all feel. Of course, Alison, we would rather have Alison in net, but our second keeper now is an upgrade from the previous second keeper from last season. Yes, that's what we're getting at. Okay, guys, let's move on. We've kind of discussed the focus there. We've discussed the goalie. Um, what should we discuss now? Gags? I think we should discuss um, VVD opening his account on the first day of the season as well. That is is a great sign because, um, you know, we waited a while last year for him to score a goal. I thought, I think it was we'll just... Watch him defend and we'll watch him score. Yeah, and I think that that's massive as well. Another player that's obviously just won the Champions League and, and, and is totally confident. That is a man very, very comfortable in his skin, you know. He knows he is the man. And, and for him to start scoring immediately as well and getting goals from defence... The biggest problem I've always said is getting goals from other areas for this Liverpool team. Mm. So straight away, we've started with a goal from a defender. That's huge for me personally, because we need to share those goals around in this team. So mm. seeing that from game one, brilliant. Um, Hendo hit the bar. Excellent. You know, he's getting in the box, trying. Uh, I don't think Ginny had a shot. And I don't think Fab had one either, but... One of the eights, one of the eights has to have shots in the game. One of the eights has to push forward. Those goals from other areas need to come. So from, from my point of view, um, you know, it was, that's a, that's a great start. It is a great start. Andy, I'm going to come to you with Virgil van Dyke. You say, Alexa, show me a picture of a demigod and um, Virgil van Dyke shows up, literally. The man, you know, uh, give him the Ballon d'Or, give him everything. He's incredible. He is literally, it's really hard because there aren't many world-class defenders in the game anymore. But I, I, I'm not gassing him up when, when we say he is world-class. He's incredible. He is. He's the daddy of football right now. Mm. That, that, that's, I think that's for me just the way to put it is he is the daddy. When it comes to football, I think everybody will go up to him and want, want a reassuring cuddle off him that everything's okay and as long as Virgil van Dijk tells you everything's okay everything's all right you've got nothing to worry about he he's just he's got that presence about him and he's just found another level since joining us it just looks so comfortable like this was the stage he was born to live on um he's just been magnificent throughout you know very very few mistakes and and everybody's talked to him, and again, you know, it it just seems week after week after week, it's a masterclass to the point where you just expect it now. Yeah, and that is the thing, you know, we we got so used to defenders who were, you know, average to decent, 
to dreadful know, to above average to some yeah at times absolutely appalling that you know so inconsistent you know that sometimes you were defenders who would maybe be a seven or an eight out of ten one week but a two out of ten the next this this guy is like an eight out of ten week after week after week to the point where you almost be complacent that he's that good and um yeah he he looked he, he looked at ease tonight um, shouting and barking at some of his fellow defenders who were obviously not quite on it. And as Gag said, nice for him to get a goal early in the season. Now let's hope um, he, he notches up a few more because he can certainly do it. You know, with his with his uh, with his height, his stature, and his ability on the ball as well. And, and he does like to spring forward at times. Um, he, he could easily be getting five to ten goals a season. He really could. Absolutely, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I thought he, you know, um, it was great to see him score. And I think Gags is right. If the front three don't score, you kind of think, well, where's the goals? Where are they going to get distributed? And I think, you know, with him scoring as well, and of course against, you know, against Man City, um, you know, he set up the assist for Matip. <laughs> you know, our defenders can be deadly. You know, long gone are the days of Lovren setting up uh, Clavan against uh, Burnley. I think it was. You know, we, we've upped our game. <laughs> the defenders are stepping up. It's good stuff. But yeah, Virgil Van Dijk is just absolutely incredible. Um, it's great to have him on the team. I think uh, guys were speaking about you know more shots from the midfielders. I think Henderson tried a couple, and I think somebody in the chat yeah, mentioned Fabinho having a go as well. So you know, I think maybe when we have more of the creative midfielders there, Gags in 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 like your ox. Oxley Chamberlain coming yeah. back, or you know the likes of a Naby Keita. Maybe with those stats increase. Oh, we should see. Yeah, we should see mm. more more production at least. I mean, the, mm. the fullbacks we know are vital. Trent's got a, an assist straight away. You know, mm. Robbo tried to shoot. Robbo tried to create the whole game. There's never going to be a problem um, with the fullbacks, so there will be some sort of production. But obviously, the goals there needs to be they need to be shared everywhere. So um, I, I fancy Robert to get a goal or two as well this season. Finally. Uh, I think he might he might get closer and closer with those shots <laughs> eventually if he keeps practicing, but um, but obviously the the other debate is Gomez or or Matip, and um, I honestly think Matip will start on on Wednesday. I think Gomez is going to be they'll just be rotated with VVD. I think they'll be kept fit. They'll be kept they they you know they'll be just kept in the game. I, I I think he won't risk playing someone for ten games in a row this year because he knows how vital they're going to be. And Lovren's nowhere near the squad either. Well, he's in the squad, but not in the the the, the, the match day squad, which is which is unreal, you know. Thinking about it, last year I think Matip was the one who was on the outs. Mm. So, that Italian transfer window is still open, though. Ooh, I I don't think we should sell him, Andy. I don't know how you feel. I'm about not it. saying I'm not saying we no, should. No, no. I'm I'm well, just saying because the window shut, we can't bring anyone in. I don't think Sepp's going to be ready personally as a fourth choice. Matip and, and Gomez are injury prone. I honestly don't think we should sell him until until we have a proper fourth choice. Or I'm, a, I'm with Gag there. If you've not bought anyone because we can't buy anyone, I ain't looking for. I'm no, a hoarder. I, I, I agree. I totally agree. And I'd say Lovren is more injury prone than Matip. Mm-hmm. Matip's actually got quite a good injury record, hasn't yeah. he? He very rarely gets injured. From yeah, our, for no, he does. Our no, does he? No, he, does. he does get injured. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's no. just been longer term. Yeah, oh, he gets, okay. Yeah. 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 So, Maybe when he gets injured, I've forgotten about him. You have, you have. It's because he t- falls behind and goes like fourth choice and stuff, yeah. and he doesn't get back in. He doesn't <laughs> get back in. I think the important thing there as well with Gomez's minutes is he's going to be used as cover for Trent as well, isn't he? So, of course, yes. Yeah. So, I mean. 
he's, he's probably going to see what is gags. Do you think you do expect to see his minutes split 50, 50 between uh, right back and centre back, or maybe kind of um, yeah, I mean, a 60, 40, you know, 70, 30. It's all going to depend on transform, you know, because there's no other right back unless it's Milner. And it's just a, it's a frightening position to be in. Hoover's not mm-hmm. going to get those games. So I'm, um, I am worried about that. I, I don't hope, uh, I hope, um, I hope that Trent just plays really well. And then if it is Gomez going right back, it's not too much, you know, it's not too much because that's when Matip definitely comes in with Gomez playing out there. But then we need that creative midfielder. Andy, I think, you know, the makeup of the, of the team, if Gomez is playing at right back, it definitely means we can't play that flat three midfield with a Gini Hendo with a Fab. It needs to have one creative yeah. kind of runner or a... Because Gomez isn't as advanced shot. thinking as Trent. Exactly. Yeah, you, with with Ox and Cater, you've got ball carriers, but they're the only two ball carriers from centre midfield. One of them has to play in that in that situation. In this yeah. game, it works because the two fullbacks are so also creative. Yeah, or Shaq, either way. But but central midfield, Shaq, ouch. Well, yeah, not necessarily central midfield, but that that ball carrier, someone who can can do from that wide, that, yeah, can do that that side of it. And Gomez, I mean, Gomez can overlap. He's shown he's got the speed and and he can cross here and there. But obviously, he just cannot replicate what what Trent offers in terms of his crossing ability and his ability to switch the play so quickly. Mm. For sure, I agree. I agree. He he's a good passer of the ball. I think he's very good in passing in between the lines and getting, you know, like from deep. I think he plays well from there. I think once he gets into the final third, though, I don't think he creates much. And and that's not his problem. That's not. He's not a fullback at the end of the day. I don't think we can blame him um, for 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 his output at that point. It's it's not his. That's not his fault, and that's not his role. But he's being forced to to cover at that point. I think we're gonna. I think if we can if we can fast track Hoover in somehow. Um, I was really impressed with him, but I think he'll have the same defensive issues that Trent has personally because he'll be caught, you know, up the pitch or or maybe the line may not have, you know, he's not used to playing with the back three, is he? The other three in mm. the back four, so there will be teething issues. But the quicker we get another right back settled with these lot, the better. So who knows? It's a uh, the Gomez, the Gomez conundrum is going to be a really interesting one. A really interesting one because we have a first team player basically um, in Matip ready uh, in the team, you know, to, to come and play. So if Gomez and him play, would you go? Would you ever play three at the back, Andy? Um, I personally wouldn't because we we saw familiar and so set around playing the four at the back and with Fabinho. Um, I think it would have to be a specialist situation in order to change the shape. You know, as fundamentally as that. Personally, I just think our squad and makeup is is more suited to a back four. Mm. Yeah, other squads are maybe more suited to playing the back three, and and it fits how they are. But I think we we're so you know we're built around what we're playing. That's what you know the the squad has been built for. So and how often has has Klopp really used the back three? How familiar is he with that system? Oh, not, no, no, not for me. You know what I mean? It was very it's, rare, wasn't it? Yeah, it, that's it. It's one of them kind of maybe 10 minutes, you know, you want to yeah. change things up. You need to do something a bit different. You can I do think, it short term, yeah. but I not I think the only change. manager there was, I think Brendan Rodgers tried experimenting with it, didn't he? He fucking experimented everything. Yeah. 
It literally, <laughs> went, there was one game. Remember Andy, tell me. Remember that? We literally had eight formations in one half. Against Aston Villa? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that was disgusting. Was fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the only we, game. That's the only game. I just want to tell this story. That's the only game where I've been in the crowd and at full time, I've just had a barrage of liquid thrown past my head. Like, just imagine you're in Madrid and people are bl- flinging beer, but it's fun. But imagine it's hatred. Oh, gosh. Right? It was fucking hatred at full time and at 90 minutes of that semi-final. It was awful. Awful. Mm. So, yes, we are nowhere near that. Be thankful. Be happy, folks. Of course. Okay, we've got um, uh, another um, uh, talking point here, actually, from someone called Josh. Eight shots inside our box at Anfield is a bit crazy. Okay, um, I think we're kind of talking about... I think we might have to talk about a little bit about the second half there. And, um, of course, um, Norwich really um, came to life. I thought they probably had the better half. And I think we've got to discuss their player, Pookie, man. I mean, I watched a bit of championship football. Pookie played a blinder. Pookie, man. Oh, my God. I, Sorry, I, 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 I double... Yeah, Pukey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're such idiots, you subscribers, and and gags as well. Um, but anyway, I watched a bit of <laughs> stop it. I watched a bit of um, championship football last last season, and he was the one player that really stood out to me. And I was like, shit, is he playing? When I saw him on the team sheet, I was like, ah, okay, I'm gonna keep an eye on you, uh, guys. I'm, I, you know, of course, he got his goal as well. Um. I'm, give me, give me your thoughts. I was very impressed with Pookie, to be honest. Uh, or Pookie, Pookie, whatever, Pookie pies, well, I don't know, whatever his, he was, Pookie, he, he was brilliant. He, he made some great runs first half. Um, he got into the box. Everything was good. Um, I thought, um, I thought they, they deserved a goal, actually. That's, that's really weird to say. Um, but do you not feel disrespected at the same time? I felt disrespected. Not at all. They deserved it. I know they deserved it, but I'm 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 a bitter person like that. I don't care how good you play; you deserve nothing against us. I I think he was brilliant when he, um, he was running off of the you know off of our defenders movement. Mm. His shooting looks really good. They showed some goals of his before the game, uh, like a bit of a scouting thing, and his finishes were just like that one. They were just right in the corner, perfect. Um, I actually thought that they were going to get leathered. Uh, the best bit of our game was just after halftime. Yes, we when we really came back turned out. it on, and it looked like they were going to get, they were going to concede three or four or five more. Mm. You know, mm. at that point, but yeah. they got away with it. We hit the bar, we missed an open goal, things like that. And then last fifteen twenty minutes, credit to them, they did so well. They did so so well. They did absolutely, and. Andy, I'm going to come to you because um, it seems like they've obviously got a blueprint in how they play. And uh, I think the commentators pretty much said as well, they, you know, they, they've been a bit naive. They should have maybe been a bit tighter. They were a bit open and maybe against better teams they'll lose. But when they play, you know, sort of the more mid table to, you know, the, the, to the lower teams in the Premier League, they might see some joy because, you know, you, you can tell they want to play attractive football. And they, I think they demonstrate that in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I've I've just come back off holiday from from Germany. And while I was away, I went to SV Lipstadt and spoke to. I watched their game and I spoke to their president. And that is a club where uh, Daniel Farker, the Norwich manager, mm. actually played and got his first job as a coach. And and he was explaining to me about the whole ethos of the club and how Daniel Farker came through and whatnot. And it, and it was. 
And it was very much true to, to what he told me about him in that, that, that ethos of he brought up believing in giving opportunity to young players and sticking to what you believe in. And that's what he's done. He's given these, op- these young players opportunities and he stayed true to his philosophy of the way he wants to play. And, you know, which is, which is great because I applaud him for that. And like you've said, you know, against a lot of the teams in the Premier League who won't necessarily set that low block against the lower teams, they will have some success. And I hope they do well, you know, trying to play football the right way. I hope they do well. But against us, it was very naive. And it was the perfect opponent for us in that, in that sense for our first game of the season when everyone's a little bit rusty. So they were ideal for us. And I think they were a good second half, and you've got to say all credit to them. They did deserve the goal, as Gag said. They absolutely did deserve it. I think what you have to kind of put that against is the game was done at half time. You know, we were 4 0 up. It could have been more. And yes, we still had opportunities second half as well. But I think psychologically, the game was done at half time. And I think there was a noticeable drop off in our in our tempo in that second half as well. Mm. So I think it was more about, we think we were then starting to think, okay, let's start managing the game. We've got minute, we've got to start conserving our minutes because, you know, we've got a game midweek. We've got to fly all the way to, to Turkey for that game midweek. Then we've got to come back next weekend and play Southampton. So I, th- I do think there was some, a degree of game management in that second half, which probably allowed Norwich to get into the game more than they did when we were, you know, really sort of punishing them uh, with our attacking play in the first half. That's a really good point there. I felt like we kind of, um, I didn't even think about it like that, the fact that, you know, maybe we we kind of eased off the pressure. I mean, Gags, um, uh, any final thoughts on that? Then we can move on to Man of the Match. Nope, totally agree with, uh, with Andy. Yeah, I think we've got a lot to think about and a lot to manage, Andy. You know what? Let's just talk about Man of the Match. So, um, as I think that somebody put in our chat. By the way, Discord people, do you like the fact that I'm actually reading your comments and commenting and talking to you? This is maybe how we do things from now on. She just wants praise, guys. Like, you know, that's all. And no, I don't it's need fishing, praise. Fishing, fishing. It was, it was actually Jeez Antos, my first caller, who goes BBC, gave Divo Karigi Man of the Match. So, guys, a uh, nice little there. So, Man of the Match. Andy, should I come to you first? You can if you want to. I shall come to you first. Um, I'm I'm not going to give the uh, the Ballon d'Origi to Divock. I'm <laughs> man of the match for me. I, I get my dad joking twice there in one game. My man of the match has to be Bobby. Yeah, I was. I thought it might be. Fair I thought enough. he was excellent. Yeah, I just thought he was really sharp, lively, making lots of things happen. And he played with a magnificent smile on his face. Those teeth looked fantastic. Yeah, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. And what we need to remember as well was um, he had a bit of an inconsistent season last season. And he played, of course, Champions League final from that injury. And he wasn't the best. So it's great to see him perform so well in, in the community shield or whatever you call it. And, of course, in the first competitive Premier League game of the season as well, after a very, very busy season, pre-season for him. Gags, what about yourself? Um, I'm gonna give it to Mo. I think, um, I think he's two shots, only, only, only two shots in this game, crazy, but three key passes. So it's created three chances, XG of 0.44, which is the highest individual in the team. XG, uh, chances created of 0.27, second best, but then XG chain of 1.06, 
which is again the best in the team as well. Um, he's just and an XG build up, uh, 0.41 second best in the team. Basically, creatively, and you know, as he scored as well, there's there's Mo Salah, and then there there's a big gap, and then there's everybody else in the world of football right now. I think obviously not Messi, but everybody else apart from Messi. That's so when he plays and he's in this form, he's he's not so Mo Salah for me. Yeah, but even Messi's got kryptonite. He's called Divakarigi. Just yeah. saying, just saying, people. <laughs> yeah, I'm just evidencing myself before people say I'm crazy. I'm evidencing myself. He's yeah, of course, created a goal. That's what we want, man. Yeah, nobody likes batshit opinions. Um, uh, good on you for covering yourself there, guys. Guys, two great shouts. But you know what? Mo Salah, we, he's incredible. He's awesome and he's going to keep going. But for me, I've got to go with, and I know he didn't score, but he did, he did get an assist, I think, Bobby Firmino. Yeah, he set up, um, uh, Mo Salah. Yeah, he did. Um, so I am going to give it to Bobby because I thought he, his favoritism bias. It is, it is, man. Agenda index. <laughs> Agenda Index Pro <laughs> to Pro Bobby Firmino. I'm going to give it to Roberto Firmino because Can't he had he he had a t- he he had he had an inconsistent season, and you know what? It's just nice to see him playing well again and looking very sharp. So mm. plenty more of those performances, please. But guys, let us know your manager match. Who would you have given it to? Um, we int- we're interested to hear your shots, your shouts as well. Your shots. What the fuck is wrong with me? What is wrong with him? I know. Mine's in the gutter. No, um, interesting to, it will be interested to hear your shots. Who's your man of the match? Why do you, BBC, do you think it was Divock? It's not a bad thing to say. But guys, that is the end of the Nina Carter show. I hope you enjoyed that. Gags, before we go, any final thoughts on the game? No, I think at least main thing, three points out of it. We're top of the right now. Ha, end the season. Let's win the league. Um, I think, but there's a massive downer that's come out of it as well with, with Alison being out. So, it's a bit of a mix mixed bag uh, of feelings, but at least at least the performance from Liverpool going forward was good, which last year a lot of people used to worry about. Uh, last year when we had no problems at the back, but now it's a bit of a switcheroony. But I'm I'm sure as the season goes on, uh, Klopp will get that right. Of course, absolutely. First game, you know, not much that you can really pay much attention to or read too much into. And what about yourself, Andy? Any final thoughts? Uh, just as we said earlier, really, you know, really positive, encouraging stuff going forward. Uh, good that Devox getting a goal. You know, he's involved in goals, and we're asking him when we're asking him to step in, um, and and just hope that we see more of the the midfielders. Hope we see Ox and we see Naby back into the team, so we can mix that up a bit more. And hopefully, we see the uh, the defense get back to the solidity that we got of last season. And uh, yeah, the final thing I suppose has got to be the thoughts of with Alison and and God, we really hope that that is uh, not a bad one, and hope he's back very very soon because uh, yeah, he's an integral part of the team. But nice to get three points to start off the season with a with a comfortable win. Absolutely, and you know I'll be watching the rest of the Premier League teams playing like a judgmental agent aunt to see what they got because we won. I'm comfortable. My weekend's made. At least the Reds don't ruin your weekend. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Before I go, let's get some plugs. Uh, Gags, I'll come to Andy first because I know Gags has got a fucking scroll full of plugs. Andy, what are you up to? Not an awful lot at the moment. It's got to be said. There's a Res Review season preview out there. Obviously, the season started. Yes. Boy, you want to get on it? Have a listen to what we thought. 
get our predictions and all the rest of it. And we'll be back at the end of the month. And then there'll be the whole Champions League thing happening again at some point. And I haven't even looked at when that all starts to happen, but uh, we'll be on top of that as well. Can't wait for that. I do love that show. It's brilliant. And of course, you do the wrestling and everything. You know, you're just a bit of a slug like Guy Drinkle. Gags, what about you? What have you got? Uh, yeah, so go and check out uh, the post-match Raw. If you've listened to this one, it's on AI Pro, so you need to subscribe to that. This show also has been live for subscribers of AI Pro straight after the game. They've been watching the match, and then as soon as that 10 minutes there, they've been listening to us talk, and they've been getting involved. If, you, if you've listened to us talk about a few people uh, that you don't know or you haven't heard of, they're subscribers talking in AI Live, AI live Show chat in Discord. Thank you very much, people. We appreciate you. Thank you for being with us live. Uh, it's fantastic to have you on. So if you if you are a subscriber to AI Pro, how do you get on Discord? Anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord is free. So people can actually, for subscribers, as in the, the subscriber access and all that, it's actually got a free area as well. So if you don't subscribe to AI Pro, but you still want to get involved in the the, the, the chat and stuff, it's, there's a few ch- uh, ch- channels for you there. So you can go, like I said, Anfield.com forward slash Discord. However, if you want to be involved in the live stuff and listen to two live shows minimum a week, uh, as well as all of the other content we produce, we've got so much content going on on a weekly basis now. Um, it's anfieldindex.com forward slash join. There's a, a brilliant deal on right now, which is three thirty nine ninety nine a year, which is, you know, it's less than four quid a month, man. What more do you want? And then if you are, if you don't want to f- fork all that out, just monthly, it's four ninety nine. so you can check that out as well. Like I said, so much reaction, so much stuff going on. There is there is so much content. And like we talked about in here, we talked about some fatigue stuff, we talked about some stats. All of that stuff in depth on AI Pro available. And people that are listening live are just, they're, they're, they're awesome because they've already got access. I couldn't agree more. I think AI Pro is just absolutely incredible. And I think in the summer as well, just on a side note, I think the content has been absolutely in, incredible and untouchable, certainly when it comes to, you know, you talk about the fatigue index pod, but I think, you know, a special shout out to the Kings of Europe. I think it's kept a lot of us sane. It's kept a lot of us, you know, keeping the good vibes of the Champions League and the run up and, you know, just the homage to the players and the manager. I think that content has been untouchable i've not seen anyone do that and um i i personally that's been like my highlight of the summer so i've really enjoyed that but again um the raw pods back um under pressure is going to be back again you know um there's going to be so much moby on the spot there's just so much great content and uh, you know the preview shows as well they're back and of course um arrival recon there's so many awesome pods Euro incision will be back to you when European football starts. So there is Why loads of us. It's, e- it's ASMR. It's like a trend. It's a trend. <laughs> I'm doing it. This is going to happen on the NKS. Now, I don't give a shit it's what Gag says. So annoying. I don't care. I'm going to do it. So it anyway, it's more when you when you whisper. I don't care. Fine. They love it. I'm giving no. the people what they want. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm going now. I'll be back um, uh, for the next game. Um, I'm not going to um, uh, but I will be back for the next league game. So till then, chin up, enjoy being on top of the league, and I will catch you in my next episode. Up the fucking Reds.
Social Podcast Network.